Welcome to the Raising Jesus Kids podcast. We're here to equip, encourage, and inspire you to raise your kids to know, fear, and love the Lord. I'm your host, Abby Phipps. My husband and I are the parents to four awesome kids, ages six and under, and we're on this journey with you. Our greatest desire is that our kids would never know a day apart from his truth. Join me today as we explore part one of our How to Raise Jesus Kids series, Planting Their Roots in the Word. If you haven't listened to episode one, I would encourage you to go back and start with that. It really gives you the heart and the vision behind raising Jesus kids and behind why we're doing this podcast. So we want first here in season one to establish some guidelines of how to raise Jesus kids. Now, of course, this isn't an all-inclusive list. There's going to be so many things that the Lord guides us to do when we're raising our children. But these are a great foundation to lay. This is going to cover a lot of the ways that God tells us in his word to raise our children and also just how to follow him. And it's just going to lay a really good foundation. And then when the Lord does lead you to do something else as a family or as a parent, you're already going to have this good foundation. So part one here is planting their roots in the word. So why are we starting with Bible time? Well, the Bible is the living word of God. It's the very foundation of our faith. It teaches us who God is. It teaches us how much he loves us. His grand, extravagant plan to redeem and to rescue us. It really only makes sense then that this would be where we start when we're teaching our kids about Jesus. We don't want to start with songs or videos or other books or, you know, VeggieTales is great, but that's not the foundation of their faith. What is the foundation of our faith, even as parents? It's the word of God. That is what has guided believers since the beginning, has been the word of God. So that's where we start with our kids. We want to plant them in the word, and we want to let their roots grow deep. So if we think about a plant, what's the goal of a plant? It's to be fruitful. No matter what kind of plant it is, we want it to produce some sort of harvest, some sort of fruit. And to be fruitful... It has to have two things. It has to have good soil and it has to have deep roots. The good soil is your family and your home. And we'll talk about that some more. The deep roots, that's the word of God. Those start with what we water our children with. What do we saturate them with? Well, when we saturate them with the word of God, then it allows their roots to grow down into that. Think about when you have a plant. I don't know about you, but I live in Texas and we've been in a drought for a while. When we water our garden in the summer, we actually give it a lot of water at one time because then the roots of those plants will follow the water all the way down and the roots will be deeper and the plants will be stronger. That's what we want for our children. We want to saturate them with the word of God so that as they're growing, the roots are following that down and their roots are growing deep, searching out the word of God. If we want our kids to be fruitful, in their life, in their relationship with the Lord, giving them roots in the word and saturating them in the word to help those roots grow deeper is a gift. It is a lifelong investment. And that's what we're here for with Raising Jesus Kids. We're not just here for a quick fix. We're not just here to turn on some Bible songs or put in a little DVD just to keep them entertained. We're investing in their life. We are long-term parenting here. We are focused on the future. We are saying, this is what we want for our kids, and this is how we're going to get there. 
We want our kids to have a relationship with the Lord. The first step towards getting them there is to give them their roots in the word of God. So how do you do this? Well, it depends on your kids and it depends on their ages. But one thing that's good to establish is a family Bible time. This would be a time where you meet, ideally every day, and you read the Bible together as a family. Now, practically what that looks like, that's up to you. A lot of people have the question of, should we do it in the morning or at night? It does not matter. You do whatever works for you and your family. Every situation is different. Every family is different. And honestly, every person is different. Some people learn a lot better in the mornings and some people learn a lot better at night. So you just do what works for your family. One debate also that people tend to get into is should what sort of Bible should we use? Should we use a children's Bible or an adult Bible? And I'm just going to sound like a broken record here and say again, it does not matter. Now, it does matter. But what I'm saying is there's no right or wrong. If all you have is your adult Bible, start there. Kids will learn from it. They will learn new words. They will figure out what things mean. You can explain things as you go. They will learn from it, and you will too. If you only own a children's Bible, your kids have been to church, and they've been given a Bible, and that's the only one you have, then start there. They'll learn from it. You'll probably learn something too, and it'll be great because it's the Word of God. Isaiah 55 11 tells us that God's Word never returns void. Of course, there's pros and cons to each one. If we look at a children's Bible, some of the pros are, you know, it's written on a child's level. So that's very helpful, Um, especially if you're just starting out with Bible time and your kids aren't used to that, then reading something that's on their level that they can easily understand is going to be very helpful. It includes pictures, so that's going to keep their attention well too. And then there's shorter stories for shorter attention spans. That is something that you have to keep in mind. If you have young children, don't go into family Bible time with the idea that you're going to sit and read the Word of God for two hours. It's not going to happen. You have to make this fit your family's lifestyle. Um, Some cons of a children's Bible, though, um, some of them do water down stories and leave parts out. And I think that's pretty obvious if you've ever heard the story of Noah's Ark. Um, Because as a child, that's like a very nice story of all of the animals going on the ark. And that is a good part of the story. And the other part of the story is that everybody else died. And somehow that doesn't make it into the children's Bibles, generally speaking. So it may leave parts out, water down stories, or just some children's Bibles are just not well written. And they just kind of change the meaning of the story. So you really have to be careful there. They're also obviously not going to include all the Bible stories. They're, they're short books. They're not going to include everything. And they're not going to like challenge your kids to learn new vocabulary. As far as our favorite children's Bibles, we really like the Jesus Storybook Bible. We've read through that several times. And then we recently got the Moments with Jesus Encounter Bible, and that one is really good too. Um, The Jesus Storybook Bible, I think you can start pretty young. I would say probably around three. The Moments with Jesus Encounter Bible, I'd go a little older. Our three-year-old understands some of it, um, but our five-year-old gets it a lot better. And then if you have elementary age kids, you can look into the products from Kaleidoscope. Um, They basically take an entire book of the Bible and they write it 
on like an elementary age reading level. So it's, in my opinion, I would say it's a little better than a children's Bible because it tells the actual stories from the Bible. It's just written on a lower reading level. So those are two really good options. And then once you get older than that, I would just switch the kids straight to what we would call an adult Bible because teenagers can easily understand just the regular Bible. Um, with the adult Bible, if you're looking to use that, one of the pros is that there's many, many, many stories to choose from. So that can keep it interesting. Um, it includes the direct commands, the teachings from Jesus, the prophecies. There's so much that you don't get in a children's Bible that's in a regular Bible. It gives kids the opportunity to learn new words and concepts that they're not going to be otherwise exposed to because the Bible has very diverse teachings. And so it gives your kids just a lot more opportunity to learn new things. And especially I feel as they move into the elementary years, that is such a good thing to have in their lives. Now the downside of an adult Bible is that it may not keep a child's attention, especially depending on the age of the child and also how long you're reading. There are very few, if any, visuals. And it's really hard sometimes to decide where to start reading. Which is funny because that's also one of the pros is that you have lots of different options. You have the gospel and Proverbs and Psalms and all of these different options. But sometimes it's hard to decide where to start reading and if that's actually the best place for your kids to understand what's going on. So you just have to make the choice that's right for your family in the season that you're in. And then when it's not working anymore, you just make a different choice. You're not tied to this forever. I think a lot of times that's why it feels so difficult to raise Jesus kids and to lay this foundation is because we're like, it has to be perfect. And it doesn't. You could read a children's Bible for three years and then switch, or you could read it for three days and then switch. Just do what works for your family. We tend to go back and forth. So we'll read the children's Bible for a while, and then we'll hop over and read one of the Gospels, and then we'll jump back to the children's Bible. And so you just do what works for your family. If somebody else is doing something different, good for them. Now, the awesome thing about family Bible time is we have just covered everything you need to know about it. You don't need anything else. You don't need all these special tools. Now, there's great Bible studies for kids. There's Bible cards. There's all of these different things you can do. And I'm not saying don't get those. I'm saying you don't need them. If you want them, great, go ahead. But you don't need them. You don't have to overcomplicate the discipling of your children. You just need a Bible. And even if you don't have a Bible, there are apps on your phone. The YouVersion Bible app is very popular. There's also a kid's Bible app that YouVersion puts out that will retell the stories in a more kid-friendly manner. Um, but the YouVersion app will read it straight to you, or you can find videos of the Bible being read on YouTube. There's access to the Bible. Anywhere you look, anywhere you go, there's access to it. Most churches will give you one for free. Other ministries will as well. And so it's very accessible. If you're going to start somewhere to raise Jesus kids, family Bible time is the place to start. It's easy and it lays a really good foundation. Sometimes when you're establishing something new or even just looking to make a change, it's helpful to know what other people are doing. So what does family Bible time look like for me and my family? 
I'm going to tell you, but I'm going to give you a disclaimer first, that this is not a prescription. I'm not telling you that this is what your family Bible time should look like. We homeschool. You might not. My husband is self-employed. Yours might not be. I stay home. You might work. This is not a prescription. This is just what we do. I'm just giving you this as an example. Our Bible time varies by season. Um, for the month of December, we do our Advent candles and our Advent reading plan every night. And then during the rest of the year, we just pick a book of the Bible and we work our way through it. Or we choose a children's Bible and we read one story each night. Like I said, we tend to go back and forth. Um, some nights after we read the Bible, we turn on a worship song and then we pray. Some nights we just pray. Sometimes we read on the couch. Sometimes we read at the table. Sometimes we have a candle lit. Sometimes we don't. One time I think we read out on the front porch. Now, the one caveat here, and this is probably, I don't want to say it's an excuse. It's a concern a lot of moms have. And they say, my kids won't sit still. Well, let's start by saying kids weren't necessarily designed to sit still. And so we do need to have some grace and flexibility with what we're expecting them to do. But also, you just have to find what works for you. I'm going to start counting to see how many times I say that here. But it's true. Maybe your kids need something to do while you read the Bible. Now, of course, it needs to be something that they can still focus on what you're saying. But maybe they need to color while they listen or use a sensory bin. We don't personally do that, but that doesn't mean you have to do it the same way. Maybe you make up some Play-Doh, and that's the time that they play with Play-Doh is while you read the Bible. There are those options. If, if your kids are having a hard time just sitting, then provide them with a calming activity to do while you read the Bible. And if your schedule doesn't allow for nightly Bible times, maybe morning's a better option. If you have older kids, one of them could read aloud while you're cooking breakfast. Or you could turn on an audio version of the Bible while you cook or while you eat or both. There's so many ways to make it work. If you take your kids to school, if they go to public school, you could turn on the Bible in the car in the mornings. Probably not after school because their brains might be a little tired, but just see what works for you. The only right way to do family Bible time is to read the Bible. Everything else is flexible. But family Bible time is a critical part of teaching your kids about Jesus. If this is the only episode you ever listen to, please hear. That is what I'm saying. If this is the only tip you want to take for raising Jesus kids is read the Bible to them, then that is a really good one. But if your kids aren't hearing the word of God, and if they aren't reading it themselves, if they're not old enough, how will they learn about God? Sure, there's church, there's children's church. We can talk about all those things. But God reveals himself in his word. He says, this is what you need to know. So this is what our children need to know. His truth is his word. And one of the greatest gifts we can give our kids is to share that with them daily. That is not meant to induce guilt upon you. If you miss a day, it will be okay. If you miss a week, it will be okay. But do your best to give your kids the word of God every day. The rhythms and the routines of our home are going to create a guide in our children's minds for what's normal. We've all experienced that. What did you grow up with that's normal? Was it Twinkies? Was it homemade bread? What was normal for your family? 
one of my greatest desires is for Bible reading to be normal for my kids. That when they finish breakfast, they're like, hey, I should read my Bible because that's what our rhythm was. Or before they go to bed, it's, oh, I need to read my Bible because that's what we always did when they were kids. I want it to be normal for them because what is normal, we take with us into our adult lives. Thank you for joining me today. I'm so encouraged that there are so many parents out there striving to raise Jesus kids. It's not easy in this world, and just by listening to this podcast, you're taking a step in the right direction. I want to encourage you along this journey. You can follow along with Raising Jesus Kids on Instagram at Raising Jesus Kids or on Facebook. Just search for Raising Jesus Kids. You can find more articles on our website, RaisingJesusKids.com, where we also have our ABC People of the Bible cards available. I'd love to hear from you anytime you have a question or a comment about the show or anything we've talked about. You can email me at abbey at RaisingJesusKids.com. As always, you can find links and more info about today's topic down in the show notes. Join us next time for part two of our How to Raise Jesus Kids series, Teaching Kids How to Pray. Until then, may the Lord bless you and keep you.